0: Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise
1: Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news at cruiseradio.net.
0: All right, on this show, we're going to talk to Teresa Norton-Masic, editor-in-chief of Vacation Agent Magazine. She was recently on Oceana Cruises' brand new Riviera. She'll give us a comprehensive review of the ship.
1: Also this week, Scott's down in South Florida. He has president and CEO of MSC Cruises USA, Mr. Rick Sasso. And he'll be talking all about their upcoming MSC. Bessie Davina, they'll be joining us later on in the show as well.
0: Stuart Sheeran, the Cruise Guy, is over in Europe this week, so joining us with Cruise News is travel writer Chris and Hello, Chris. Let's get right to it. Royal Caribbean announced earlier today that Brilliance of the Seas is going to be repositioned to Tampa in 2013, replacing Jewel of the Seas. What kind of itineraries will she be doing?
2: Brilliance so will be doing four and five nights Caribbean sailings out of Tampa, going to uh Cozumel on the four nights and Cozumel and Grand Cayman on the five nights. But before she gets there and does that, she's going through the Royal Advantage program where she's going to be revitalized and come back almost like a new ship with all kinds of new onboard enhancements, revitalized staterooms, Wi-Fi, digital wayfinding systems, all that sort of stuff. So, while it technically is the same ship, its attempt is actually getting a better ship.
1: So, Chris, Celebrity Millennium emerged from dry dock in Freeport, Bahamas last week and is officially solsticized. So, what does solsticized mean and what changes can we expect?
2: Solsticizing is. Um kind of like, well, we just talked about the Royal Advantage program with Royal Caribbean. This is like the celebrity version of that, where they're taking all the best of all the latest and greatest ships that came out and putting them on the older ships, making them really one of the better values out there. Because, you know, remember, everybody wants to sail on the new ship and it's a premium-priced ship. The older ships may not be as big, may not be quite as pretty, but when they get done with these revitalizations, and this socializing is a perfect example of it, they come out a completely different ship.
0: By the way, Chris, looking forward to hanging out with you on the Carnival Breeze next month. And uh, I understand they completed their sea trials and passed with flying colors. What exactly is done during sea trials?
2: Oh, well, good, good question. Um, the uh, sea trials are uh, its kind of a, it's a testing phase, like a shakedown cruise. They've, they're also, you might have heard them being called. Uh, it's a measure of the vessel's performance in general, seaworthiness. They test the speed, the maneuverability, uh, the equipment, all the safety features. They get it out and take it for a test spin. In fact, uh, some people, when they're deciding whether they want to buy an existing ship, will go on a sea trial, huh. which is a short trip in the, right. in the ship to see how it looks. And at this point, uh, the cruise line doesn't own the ship. It's still owned by the building. On board, uh, also uh, on the, the Sea Trials will be some technical representatives from the Builder, uh, maybe the Coast Guard, representatives of the owners. It's a party, kind of, in a way. It's, it's uh, sort of a milestone experience. It's definitely a milestone event in the construction of a cruise ship. And uh, next up uh, we'll, for that ship will be that Carnival will take delivery of the ship, uh, what's called accepts by the owner. And uh, then it's theirs, and we'll be sailing
0: on it uh, June 15th, I believe. Yes, Doug and I are very excited about that. Yeah, it's
1: going to be cool. She's going to spend the summertime doing Mediterranean cruises out of Barcelona and then reposition to Miami for the fall and winter time for right. 2013. Cool. So, Chris, Norwegian Cruise Alliance is offering up to $1,000 in air credit on select European sailings. Now, is this actually a deal or another famous whoop de doo deal?
2: No, actually, this one has some meat to it. Um, it's, uh, a lot of these don't. They, they'll say uh, airfare credit or uh, onboard credit or upgrade or whatever the case may be, and it's all on applicable itineraries is the, is the trick. And it's just a few sailings that um, they're having trouble filling up, and they might as well give them free airfare because nobody else wants to go on them. This is a good deal. Okay. Um, actually, there's there's uh, I looked. There's over a hundred sailings that this is applicable on. Uh, most all of them say all of these things. You have to look. look at the fine print, and they are. It's not good on every sailing. It's only good on some sailings. But on some sailings, well, like for example, uh, Norwegian Epic sailing a seven-night uh, Western Mer- Mediterranean sailing, uh, July of this year, uh, five hundred dollars a person uh, credit for air, but. Okay have to have a suite Uh. but otherwise no it's
0: legit. All right and speaking of Norwegian Cruise Line they cut the steel with a plasma torch for their upcoming 4,000 passenger Norwegian getaway at a shipyard in Papenburg, Germany on Friday. The 144,000 ton Norwegian getaway is the second of two of the Norwegian cruise ships. Thanks so much Chris looking forward to seeing you next month. Can't wait to see you either. tripinsurance.com Each week we give you Porthole Cruise Magazines Pick of the Week if you're getting ready to cruise Alaska this week and are calling on Vancouver between May 18th and May 25th, make your way to the third annual Vancouver Craft Beer Week, which promises nine headliner events, six opening acts, 36 neighborhood gigs, and more than a dozen week-long specials dedicated to craft beer.
1: With more than 60 Canadian, American, and European breweries participating, events include the Hop Headbangers Ball, Hoppapalooza 3, a beer craft Belgian showcase, and the first annual Battle of the- bartender beer cocktail competition.
0: To find out more, go to VancouverCraftBeerWeek.com. If you missed
4: any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio.
0: All right, Scott is down in South Florida talking to Rick Sasso, CEO and president of MSC Cruises USA. Rick, welcome to Cruise Radio, and if you could please Uh, Share with us your excitement of coming to the U.S. market with the upcoming MSC Divina.
3: It's great to be with you. We've spent eight years building this brand, and we've done a, a great job adding so many new ships that... It's now time for us to make North America our second home because we are an international European company. And now it's time to bring the, the diva here, the Davina will come uh, at the end of next year, 2013, to the Port of Miami. So we're very excited to have the Yacht Club as part of that offering when the Divina comes and to keep expanding in this market. This market needs an MSC. Clearly your ships are beautiful. They're works of art. Tell me about the Davina. How big is it? How many people? How many passengers? Well, it's 3,500 guests, and the ship is 140,000 tons. So there's a lot of space on board. There's four swimming pools, and there's uh, private areas, and private lounges, and the yacht club. So it is a state of the art vessel that will be delivered. In 30 days from now, she'll be uh, christened in Marseille on the 26th of May. So she's not even in the water yet, but we are going to have her here, and I think it will set the tone for the kind of hardware that people should want in cruising, and MSC should become one of the leaders in providing that kind of hardware.
2: You've mentioned about
3: white glove service, about pampering. Tell me a little more about that. Well, you know, the art of cruising in the, back in 30 or 40 years ago, it was about service. It wasn't about trying to get people to buy more drinks or do art auctions and things. So we think that that art was lost. So we don't make a lot of announcements on board. People are free to enjoy the cruise. They're not hearing all these intimidating spend-your-money announcements. We also think that people need to be pampered. That the white glove service, when you first step aboard, that somebody greets you, somebody escorts you, somebody's always there to get you a drink if you want one. So it's very unintrusive, but it's a level of service that people appreciate because they're on holiday. They want to be pampered, but they want it to be on their terms, and I think we've been able to capture that. Clearly, in North America,
2: becoming more health conscious, clearly with food and so forth, but also smoking. In Europe, smoking is more prevalent. If someone were to ask MSC uh, about your smoking policy, can you comment on that? Yeah, in fact,
3: in Europe, we're very strict now, uh, not just in North America, but there is no smoking throughout the ship with the exception of a few lounges, so the casino and half of one lounge and up on deck. No smoking in cabins, no smoking in balconies, no smoking in dining areas, no smoking in showrooms. So we're pretty much as close to a no-smoking ship as you can get. And that's anywhere anywhere uh, where an MSC ship sail.
2: I think that's clearly gonna benefit the North American market
3: specifically since you are coming here in force. And it's amazing to me that you're dedicating the resources, the people, and the manpower to bring MSC to the United States. Listen, North America is the biggest cruise market in the world, and we are a great big cruise line now, and we're the, the number one cruise line in Europe. So we need to have our assets here as well, and we've established that over the last eight
0: years, and now's the time to really accelerate that. This is Cruise Radio. Always love being around her and talking to her. Editor-in-chief of Vacation Agent Magazine, Teresa Norton-Massick. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, my dear.
4: Wow, it's a pleasure to be with you guys again.
0: A little jealous you got to sail on Oceana Cruises Riviera. Tell us all about it.
4: Well, this new ship is um, its considered to be an upper premium ship, which means, you know, one step up the premium experience, but not quite the luxury experience. They're... Smaller size ships in the market as a whole, although Oceania's newer ships are a little larger than their original three. Um, so the Riviera is the second of two uh, class of two ships. Yeah. Um, the first was Marina, and Riviera is about sixty-six thousand gross registered tons, about twelve hundred and fifty passengers, and it's a beautiful ship. I can tell you firsthand.
1: So Teresa, you say it's not like a true luxury ship, but is it more along the lines of like a Celebrity Cruises type ship?
4: Well, technically, I suppose most people would consider this to be um, perhaps a little step up.
1: So somewhere between like Celebrity and Seabourn,
4: Or its sister company, Region 7 Seas Cruises. And the main difference, keeping it from the luxury category, I think, is the fact that the alcoholic beverages aren't included. You know, on luxury cruise ships, you really don't pay for anything once you get on board. Right. um, Virtually anything but on Oceana, for example, um, you know, there's a number of alternative specialty restaurants. You do not pay a cover charge to go to any of them. Soft drinks and bottled water are included throughout the cruise. Nice. And that's a benefit when you're cruising in hot places and you want to bring bottled water with you on your excursions. Yeah. So those are like the little extras that are included in this upper premium product. Plus, it's just a, a gorgeous ship. You know, it's marble. It's granite everywhere. Um, It's a very original art collection of original pieces throughout. Uh, The Lilique uh, Grand Staircase. I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful ship.
0: Well, and before we talk about the dining and the entertainment and all that, and that's what I was going to ask you, what's your first impression when you approach the ship and you're just boarding? uh, What is that uh, experience?
4: Well, my experience, and I'll tell you, this is the first time I've ever sailed on Oceana. So I've been covering the cruise industry for about 17 years. And um, so it's really my first experience to actually cruise on the ship, although I've been on board in the past. But my ex- first experience was, wow, this ship is beautiful. You know, you walk in through the main lobby, and um, that's where you see, you know, all the crystal chandelier and the the, the glass staircase. Um, it's I was just overly impressed with its appearance.
0: Tell us about the dining venues.
4: Well, first of all, there's the Grand Dining Room, which is the main restaurant. And I have to say it's one of the most beautiful restaurants I think I've seen. Um, What I like most about it is um, there's crystal chandeliers, just perfectly round and not very ostentatious, um, a very pleasant room. But that's where you eat, you know, most of the time. Now, there's three specialty restaurants. Um, one is called Red Ginger, and that's your Asian fusion right. eatery. Then you have the Polo Grill, which is your steakhouse. Uh, it also has a lot of seafood, you know, surf and turf, that kind of thing. Toscana is an Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a restaurant, another specialty bistro called Jacques, which was created by the French TV chef Jacques Popan. Um,
0: so that's, it
4: really has the feel of a country French bistro, yeah. very charming, but again, no extra charge to go to any of these.
0: That's nice.
4: Yeah. And then they, of course they have the casual eatery, it's called the Terrace Cafe, um, you know, up on a higher deck with indoor, outdoor seating, um, buffets and again, a very upscale food offering. There is a grill up there as well.
1: So Riviera and her sister ship, Marina, both have culinary kitchens at sea, right?
4: Yeah, it's it's a pretty impressive program if you're into food. You know, as I said, they're considering this to be the ship for foodies, that type of thing. Yeah. And these culinary kitchens are very fancy, you know, the sort of thing you might see, you know, on the Food Network or something. But there's someone in the front, uh, the executive chef or the guest chefs they have on board whoever, um, you know, teaching a class. And there are 24 workstations in the studio where each person attending has their own little workstation, you know, with a little stovetop and a sink. And um, they can watch what the the teacher is doing because there's cameras pointed on her and right. big video screens in the room. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And one of the new things that Oceana is offering now is a culinary tour. And I did one of those in Barcelona where the chef actually takes you, this small group. You go to um, one of the fresh produce markets, and you see what kind of things they offer. Um, the chef buys ingredients there, and then you all go back. Oh, And you stay on shore for a cooking lesson at a school on shore, and then you all go back onto the ship and get another cooking lesson a little later in the studio on the ship
0: being a, a premium luxury class ship are the staterooms a lot different than your standard room
4: yeah i thought so i thought they were you know um up a few notches from your typical stateroom the one i stayed in was called a veranda stateroom and um you know it's part mid-range it's not considered a suite or anything but it does have the private balcony and that measured 282 square feet that's pretty big yeah. um the other things that set it apart is what they call the the Oceana Tranquility Bed. And it's very nice and let me tell you 700 or 1000 thread count sheets. Huh. That's pretty high up there.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, you know, Bulgari toiletries, that type of thing. Um, my particular room had a a shower and a separate full tub. You know, you're talking marble, nice woods, wow. um, a very roomy and this level of stateroom also has access to a concierge lounge will, where the concierges will make your spa reservations or restaurant reservations, and there's always food there, little snacks, coffee machine, that type of thing. Uh, but even the most basic stateroom, the inside stateroom, of which there aren't that many on this ship, that's still measured 174 square feet, which is still a good size. Um, and again, it, then there are suites. Uh, You know, a variety of um, categories, with the biggest one, of course, being the owner's suite, which is 2,000 square feet. That's the one that has the Ralph Lauren furniture, um, all kinds of over-the-top features.
1: All right, Teresa, final thoughts on Riviera.
4: My final thought would be that going on this ship and eating in the dining rooms, There are more than a few people who say, why is this not considered a luxury product? Because it has that feel. It's extremely well done. The cuisine is superb. The ship is beautiful. Very, you know, expensive, top-notch furnishings, um, finishings. And, again, you know, whether it's upper premium or luxury is a little bit of a, a subjective um, judgment, but it, it's it's very close to the luxury level. Yeah. Plus, the other thing is, Oceana has a sister company, Regent Seven Seas Cruises, which is firmly in the luxury category. So they might also be interested in keeping a, you know, a differentiation between the two products.
0: All right, editor in chief of Vacation Agent Magazine, Teresa Norton Masick. Thank you so much for being with us again.
4: Well, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> I assure you.
0: All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have a Cruise Radio app. Everything you need, want, and love about Cruise Radio in the palm of your hands, just go to your smartphone app store and search Cruise Radio.
1: Yeah, I actually uploaded about 20 new videos on the app, and also, uh, of course, get your Cruise News feed 24-7 on there as well. Also, speaking of Cruise News, sign up for our Cruise News alerts at cruiseradio.net.
0: From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.